Hi, I'm Shalushi Baxi Ritchie. And I'm Kosha Baxi Karstens. We are sisters and best friends who grew up in the middle of Illinois, two little brown girls in a heartland farming community. We were really loved. We had a lot of friends, but we never felt like we fully fit in. We started to realize that there's probably a lot of other people who felt similarly othered. And that realization was a seed for this podcast. Then during the 2020 election, we watched now Vice President Harris reclaim her power and story from Mike Pence, and we got inspired. We want to hear, share, and amplify the voices of all Americans who have felt othered. We want to give everyone a platform to reclaim their power and their place by standing up and saying, I am speaking. I'm like ready to send this podcast to like Joe Biden. I don't know his email address, but because he was a stutterer. Right. And like, look, I just, I'm like, so well, we should, we should do that. We could just do it on, uh, on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You just tag, tag, like POTUS, yeah. tag the POTUS and tag the white house and right. Yeah. Uh, but I think it would be awesome to tag with both with Seth and Violet, because it's not just about her being this awesome transgender kid, but also the family and the activism yes absolutely to support transgender kids yeah exactly um i thought you know she was quite like she was quite we did a lot more talking i agree but i don't think in a bad way i think it was her comfort zone yeah Um, and i think you know you can edit that out so if it's like oh my god all we've done is talk for five minutes But I would Chop have to say, like, Dax said something once because someone was like, I'm listening to, because I want to hear what Justin Timberlake has to say, not you or whatever. And he was like, well, I'm sorry. Like, I loved his his response was like, you're not you're not listening to an interview. You're listening to a conversation. And which means which means you're going to hear me talk and not just ask questions. Right. So right. I think I mean, that's kind of what yeah, I was thinking that's about. A good point. And. and you know, the other thing is like to continually remind our listeners um, it, and us, and I did it, is like, she's 16. So mm-hmm. it is really normal to like, you know, listen and answer and talk. And and she also has a stutter. So it's like wanting to, you know, and I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask Violet, um, what does she want me to edit any of the stutter out or, you know, should I leave it? Like, what she feel and then Seth too like how would you talk about this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um okay so let's do an intro I don't even know what to say I don't know what to say about this person that's I I I have a you have something to say okay yeah I like okay I'm speaking you speak and then I will go after you okay maybe that if I give you the intro that might be no I'll be able to say something I just don't know how to start I'm like I was I'm and I'm tired of using the term like blown away. I say that all the time. Like, I'm so blown away by this person. And I am every single person, but I'm like, yeah, I don't want to keep saying that. Okay. So, yeah. so welcome to season two of I am speaking this season. We're going to be focusing on the spectrum of gender and sexuality. So we're going to talk to a lot of different people with a lot of different sexual orientations and different gender identities. And they're going to be maybe things you've never even heard of. And today's guest is really an opportunity for us to start learning things that maybe we don't even know about that we've never heard about. So, and you'll hear that 
in the first episode. Episode one is with Violet Turner. Violet Turner is 16 years old. She's an amazing makeup artist, but check out her Instagram because her makeup is amazing. And she is self-taught. Keep in mind that no one taught her how to do things. No one taught her how to do these makeup looks or techniques. She did them all herself. She is a transgender young woman, an activist in her own right, and probably the most self-possessed teenager I have ever met. And for those of us listeners, most of us who have been through our teenage years, you know exactly how scary, how insecure, how unsure you are of your place in the world. And to talk to Violet is to talk to an old soul. Oh, I was just thinking that during the, during our interview is, um, you know, I was going to actually tell her, like, I'm an atheist, but I'm an agnostic atheist. But if I believed in souls, you would be an old soul. She is extraordinary in all the ways that you talked about Sheila She. I think the other thing that really hit me deep in myself was um, the advice that she gives uh, parents and young people who are questioning their identities. I'm not mm-hmm. going to give it away. It is right. perfect. And also the way that she talks about her family. Um, yeah. The importance of a supportive family and community around you. I mean, we, you know, people know the the Bakshis, they know us. We are a loud, strong, tight family. And even within that, there have been issues of career choices or, you know, like decisions on your wedding details or whatever it is. Like you, support, that, that constant unconditional support is a hard thing to find. And, you know, you say something in this episode and I think it's really vital to think about as we're listening is to all the parents out there, all the families, all the friends who have questioning people in their lives, imagine what Violet's life could have been. I thought that was such a good point, Shulshi. Like, imagine what her life could have been if she did not have the parents that she had, the school that she had, the community that she had, the friends that she had. As we are closing out Pride Month, There is a reason why we still have Pride Month. And that's because someone somewhere thinks that they're not worth it, they're unimportant, that they don't wanna be who they really are. And in the most extreme way, they would rather be dead than be who they really are inside. Um, And Violet is an example of what is possible for a young person when they are surrounded by all kinds of support and love and faith and opportunities to use their voice instead of silence and shame. I, if anything else, I'm so proud of this podcast that we were able to say, here is Violet Turner, she is speaking. Okay, awesome. 
Hi, um, I'm Violet, and I'm speaking. Welcome, and thank you so much for being here. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. We're really excited to talk to you today about your journey mm -hmm. as a transgendered person. Um, and you are the first person that we are interviewing in our second season. So you may know that our first season was focused on people who are first generation Americans, whose parents uh, came from another country or they came as very young children. So they grew up as Americans, you know, feeling very westernized, but then also having their parents be in this culture, which is part of some other, you know, country or some other homeland and what it's like to be caught in the middle. That's one way of othering. That's how we've thought about it, which is that's all the, the um, you know, the people of my age in their mid 40s or early 50s being told, go back to your go back to your own country. Right. Yeah. Right. One way of telling people they don't belong. Um, and the next thing we thought about, given that my older child is non-binary, but then we also had been thinking a lot about these unfortunate policies and pushes to um, limit transgender athletes from participating in sports, um, to limit transgender people from using the bathroom that um, lines up with their gender identity, um, and these really small-minded, bigoted, hateful ways of being cruel toward people who are just trying to live their truth. Yeah. So really appreciate you joining us today. Tell us where you'd like to start. Okay. Um, but one thing we are really interested in learning, at least to you know, start to this conversation, is what has your journey been like? When did you realize that you were actually that your body didn't match your gender? Um, yeah, so um, I'll start the story at the beginning. When I was a boy, um, I first re re realized that I was gay um, and I came out as gay and um, was fine with being a gay boy for around a year. Um, and then I think it was 2019, I start, started um, think, thinking more about my gender and uh, think, thinking that I felt more fat and I felt like um, I, I was a girl. Um, and then I came out to my pa parents in the spring of 2019, um, and that's, or I think it was the spring of 2020 or. So it's been a year since you came out to your It's been two years. So I think it was 2019, yeah. Um, and then... Um, we, um, start, started buying, buying new ooh, 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 clothes and I start, started get, getting into makeup and that has, makeup has been like something that I love to do and it's how, it's like my creative like process. It's, it's like one of my favorite things to do. And I found that um, from transitioning. So did you start getting into makeup as a way to express 
outwardly how you felt female? Yeah. Um, so it, uh, my makeup cup just start, started um, just so I could show that I was a uh, 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 girl and uh, to show people that I had changed my gender. Um, and then when I, I really started to get into like more face paint and uh, more my makeup like start started really becoming an art form in instead of just showing that I I was a, 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 a girl so. Shailsha, have you have you taken a look at her um, Instagram? First of all. I think it's very important that we all have some a connection to Avatar. Let's just get that out of the way. So that's her, and I, and I sent you the tattoo that I have, right? So she did these full on like Katara looks. Oh my god, they're so stunning. And um, so yeah, it's like I think it's so amazing how you're self taught too, right? With your makeup skills. Incredible. Okay. That's a total side note. We didn't have to talk about Atla, but I feel also that we need to. So. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, you know, it's really interesting. I think it's always really interesting and amazing how um, when you find someone who loves Avatar and Korra, then all of a sudden you're just like, it's like a closed circle. Then all of a sudden you could just talk about that all the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> One of the trainers at the gym that we go to saw my tattoo and was like, is that an avatar tattoo? And I was like, yeah, you know, my sister's one, I'm one. I have, we have a third sister and then my brother and we're all a different element. And he's like, oh my God, that's so cool. And then we talked about the live action version that was supposed to come out, but got scrapped because the creators were like, no, this is way too sexualized. A little bit of background. I was a speech coach at, in Farmer City. Um, I met one of my students. I was only there for a year. One of my students on the team, her name is Megan. And she was so good. She went to state, like she was in this tiny town. She was so amazing. And we just, we hit it off. She was just, she and I vibed. I have reconnected with Megan on Facebook recently. And I knew she had a brother and I don't know if you know this by, and I'm sorry if this makes you uncomfortable. She tried to uh, set up her brother, Seth and Mm. me at one point. (laughs) So Seth, I'm sorry that didn't work out. So anyway, so then- <laughs> I don't think he is. He's fine. Megan started posting about Violet and I knew this season was coming up and I was like, will she, will she be on the podcast and stuff like that? So that's kind of how we came full circle. So I don't, this is the first time I'm actually talking to Violet face to face too. So Violet, are you in California? Uh, no, I'm in Colorado, yeah. Mm, uh, no. There. So, okay. That's helpful to know. So back to the topic at hand, which is not avatar. Right. Did you, were you worried about coming out to your parents as either gay, as a gay boy or as a transgender person, you know, making that transition? Um, were you worried about either or were you worried about one more than another? Um, yeah. So 
I figured out that I was gay around like seven months before I told my parents because I didn't really know how they would act. Um, I thought that they would be fine with it, but I, I still was ner- nervous and anxious. Um, and then when I came out as trans, um, that that did take me a, a while, but I think why it t- took me so long um, was because I didn't really know if I wanted want, uh, to be a girl or a boy. So I, I was still trying to like figure out all of that stuff. Um, and then when, when I did, you know, then it just clicked and I, I knew that I, that I was a girl. So. Do you have any memories or if you think back, did you, can you think about times even before you came out as gay where you're like, this isn't right. Like this doesn't feel, it's like wearing a coat that's a little too small or whatever. Like this isn't right. Do you have any memories of even when you were much younger to be like, hmm, that was a clue or you could have sort of pieced it together a little bit and said, oh, that thing, that thing, that thing. Um, Yeah, so I... Um, All the things that I can remember are things that would like seem like that per- per- person would would be gay um because um in my pre pre school we had a ton of um clothes and I could dress up and I would always go for a dress and heels which you you could could say you know he's he's gonna be gay but you know um that also could could mean that you you could uh, uh, be trans or it could also mean that there's a little boy who you know it could also be like just i want to play and dress up and i mean that's a pretty young age some people would say that's a pretty young age but looking back again you're like i always went to that stuff yeah and uh my favorite color was pink and I always had a ton of pink clothes and um, all that and that stuff, which I, I do know, you know, pink is for anyone, but. And that, that is, you're right about that. Colors are not gendered, nor do they have, nor do they align right. with any particular set of sex organs. Um, but at the same time, we've come societally we've come to associate certain colors with certain genders or certain sexual orientations um and i think it also you're right it also does Mm -hmm. get a little mushy in there which is like so if you like frilly things a lot of men who like frilly things some of them like frilly things some of them (laughs) turn out to be some of them identify as gay and some of them identify eventually as transgender the other thing, you know, when my first kid was in preschool at the same time, I remember someone telling me or me reading that those kids between the ages of three and six are like the gender police, um, where they don't understand that that comes from inside of you. They think it's about what's on, on the outside. So if you wear a dress, you're a girl. Right. And if you wear pants, you're a boy. If you have short, if you like to, mm-hmm. if you like Star Wars, you're a boy. Even if you're a girl and you like Star Wars, you're a boy, which is, they think it's all like external and what you do. Do you remember getting teased as a kid? 
like oh you're a girl or you like girly things um no uh uh-uh. uh yeah mm-hmm. that's awesome wow that's awesome it's awesome that you right it's awesome that you don't remember it even if it happened but I really mm-hmm. my fingers crossed it never happened my daughter is almost seven and there was a time like she never wanted to wear a dress she was like whatever to, she wanted to jump and play and stuff so she wore pants all the time and then she came home and she was like I have to wear dresses I was like okay that's fine we have them like you know I'm I was like as long as it's weather appropriate we're fine um but she said that one of her friends because she loves playing with dinosaurs that she plays and dresses like a boy and so she like that gender policing came through and she was probably four and a half or five I don't want I am a girl Mm -hmm. like I want to wear dresses now because someone said I dress and play like a boy and I like dinosaurs so yeah I mean it's I can see that like in that age, you do outside things that reflect the inside stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Violet, do you have siblings? Mm-mm. No, it's you. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask you sort of how it's affected your relationship with your siblings. Do you have cousins? Um. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Are they, are they physically close to you in the sense like, are they around? Yeah. Or are they far away? They are, they are, they are around. Yeah. And, and aunts and uncles, I assume, how has your trans, your double transitions, mm-hmm. your double coming out affected your relationships with your larger family? Um, yeah, a day of all to eat, eat, well, um, they also, uh, uh, poor, poor, me, um, so yeah. That is, that's so cool. I mean, that's so yeah. every single time I ask this question, I'm really hoping I don't hear some, you yeah. know, some awful answer about how like, and now no one talks to me and they called me all kinds of names. So I'm always like, please let it be a good ending. Right. And I'm really always happy when it is. Maybe things are changing a little bit, you know, slowly. Yeah. What's your, what's your experience been like, not counting the pandemic, although maybe counting the pandemic, I don't know, uh, in school? Um, yeah, so the school that I'm at, like, I would say, 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 60% of the kids are in the LGBTQ community. Um, so it's a really upting school. Um, so I felt really comfortable there. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that, is that a public school that you're at? Yeah. Wow. So it's like the community that is very accepting and people probably gravitate to the community because they are so accepting. And so they know they can go there and be who they are. Right. Yeah. That's really, really great. Mm-hmm. How did you guys end up there? Did, like, were you born in this community or did you move around? Yeah. So I've been in Colorado my whole life. I've been in the same, same, same town. Um, and the, First school that I was at was my dad, dad school. He he taught taught there, um, and I was there until fifth grade. And then my mom's also a teacher, so I went to her school for um, sixth up until um, I'm 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 a senior. So um, yeah, that's that. It's how I got into that school and how I how I fit fit in there so yeah especially the the like straight people are in the minority. like minority mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> now you can see how it feels. <laughs> That's right. Uh, what was it like? What did it feel like? And not like physically feel like, but what was what the emotional process of like fully stepping in to your identity, making all of your transitions? Yeah. Um, when I came out both oh, 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 times, I, I felt great because um, I thought I ain't, fi- ain't finally could be who 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 I was met met to be um and then when I start started like transitioning and weren't wearing fat feminine clothes and makeup um it it just made me feel good and um I just felt like I I was who who I I was meant meant to be so but has that but other than the makeup, which is truly stunning Thank you. and allows you to, I mean, n- nobody could miss you in a crowd of a hundred thousand people. I mean, that's for sure. So it's, it's a real standout feature of your, you know, of your visage. Are there other things that you felt like, oh, now that I am who I meant to be, I can do this thing. I feel more confident. I can, you know, I'll do this when I didn't feel like doing this before or sort of stepping into your whole self meant that you felt like I don't care about this thing I used to care about or um yeah I don't really know I don't I don't really know if there were things like that that um I could do now um I'm, uh, I'm I'm sure there 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 were, but they might have been small, and I and I didn't re- really know notice them. But yeah, have your parents said that they have seen a difference in you? I mean, sometimes we don't see it in ourselves, but other people see it in us that we're different, or we're happier, or we're you know whatever it is, we're more confident. Have your parents said anything like that? Like, oh, once you made these changes, you came out that we noticed something different about you. Maybe um, I I do think that they they might have said said some 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 of the the things, but I I feel like it was kind of like when 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 I first came came out and I told told my parent parents they they sort sort of knew. Um, by the way, was at, at, uh, 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 and all, all that and that stuff. So I, I feel like there was, uh, was in a huge change um, from when I came came out to now and stuff and stuff and stuff like that. So between your two coming out events, were you more or less nervous or ready or scared or what, what were the emotions between the two? Because they happened relatively close together, right? Yeah. Um, and was there one that you, your expectations were different than what actually happened? Like, especially with your parents being, you know, being an only child and things like that. Was there anything that, can you compare the two situations at all? Um, yeah, so the first coming con- uh, 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 out, um, they were more uh, emotional because they, they were happy that I, I could come to them with, with this news and I could tell them who I really was. Um, 
and then with the sat sat uh, 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 one, there 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 was still uh, um, uh, ooh, 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 oceans, but I feel like they they were a bit less just just be be because I had come 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 um, out once, but uh, for for that, and they they uh, not they they weren't like expecting it, but they they like. But they knew you already felt comfortable coming to right. them, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So they're like, oh, yeah, she'll come to us if she needs to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, but at the time it was, he'll come to us if he needs to. Right. Mm-hmm. True. And now it's, she'll come to us if she needs to. So that's, I mean, I think a lot of, I mean, it's so, not to pat your parents on the back too much, right? This isn't about them. But I think a lot of times. And also um, they're still parents, so they probably still <laughs> piss you off sometimes. Yeah, I was going to say, well, that's the next question I have. Yeah, right. It, my some parents it's easier to accept the the you know heterosexual homosexual shift from being straight to gay um, because there's something they're like oh you still have the name I gave you and this mm-hmm. and that um, and then when you what a lot of people when they make that shift over it's like they've lost their child that they had from a baby um, it's so it's so great that that was just a you know emotional sure mm-hmm. but at the same time supportive and you know easy. easy I put in quotes conversation to have um that you weren't scared for your life for example I mean I'm sure that yeah like that you're not gonna get thrown out of the Mm -hmm. house and things things like that um but enough patting your parents on the back I would love to hear sort of what challenges you have with your parents now in terms of like you're you're an 18 year old girl 16 oh why did I say you're 18 I don't know (laughs) I just I just bumped you up two years. I know. You're an adult now. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Go live your life. <laughs> uh, so as a teenage girl, what is, are you still, you know, what kind of challenges do you face with your parents in terms of like, I don't know, don't be moody around the house or dating or dating or going out with your friends or like, what kind of challenges do you face with them? Yeah. So I don't have a drop, ain't drop, ain't verse, la, ain't la, ain't Eason's and I don't like want really want to get uh, 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 one um so each each time i hang hang out with friends or we we go some place that i'm gonna meet meet up with with some friends i have to ask them for rides which is uh, 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 a pain but um they're they're all, always willing which is which is great <laughs> um yeah um do, do you ever get any like no, you have to be home at a certain time or like yeah, do you have a curfew um yeah. i don't but i i don't really stay stay out late like yeah so so you don't you don't have a curfew but you aren't pushing the boundaries right. of needing mm-hmm. one. this childhood is sounding actually <laughs> like know. pretty ideal <laughs> to, to like, i know i'm like where's dang. the trauma to get into there's no trauma yeah. so parents that love you, you live in a supportive community you go to a great high school like everyone's like, yeah, it's cool. You're gay. That's great. Oh, you're a girl now. That's also cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> you need to go no, like, I'll take no you parents there. barking <laughs> down your throat. Do they make you like, like, make your bed or anything like that? Or um, I I do have chores. Um, <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Okay. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> that Violet probably does on schedule every day, and there's no fighting about that either. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I guess we're done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so let's. So there, we don't need to belabor how hard or easy it was. Mm-hmm. 
let's pivot and look forward a little bit and say, you know, what are lessons that you've learned about your journey? Um, Either for yourself or what you'd like to share with other people. Just live who, who you want to be and uh, just try and be as true to yourself as, as you can, like, um, be as true to your sexual orientation or gender, um, and just accept that this is who who you are, and you're not going to change for one person or your family, which, you know, can't uh, can't be hard but yeah but it sounds like I mean something that I hear coming out because you have this school where you have friends and things in the community is you know you can find your people right Mm -hmm. you could you can find your your community your family if it's not who you were born into I mean we're talking to someone who was born a boy and now is living very openly and and wonderfully as a girl so that should go to by families too if you're born into a family that is not supporting who you are then you know it's it's hard i'm not saying it's it's like okay yeah. well just go find your own family mm-hmm. but but to live your truest self you can go also you don't have to be stuck with what you were born into right. or who you were born to mm-hmm. you know yeah have you had the opportunity to support or coach is maybe not the right word, but sort of like be a guide in a way to helping other people, you know, people you might know who are sort of trying to wrestle with their gender and, and their sexuality and sort of like, like you'd mentioned before, well, first I thought I might be gay. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, no, it's not gay. It's being transgender. And so um, I do have friends or have, has anyone reached out to you to say, hey, I'm kind of wrestling with the same thing? Yeah, uh-huh. Um, I've had one, one uh, uh, friend who came to me because she was unsure of what other uh, 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 she um, wanted to be a girl or a boy. Um, and so she she just asked me a, a ton of questions just to see if she was trans or, you know, how how to deal deal with all, all that. So and what kind of what I mean, what kind of questions would you recommend our listeners if they're if they're rest, wrestling with these same questions or know someone who's wrestling with these questions or might know someone? who's wrestling with these questions, um, ask themselves about sort of where they fit on the gender spectrum. Yeah. Um, have you ever thought a lot about being the other gender? Have you like thought, oh, what what would life be be like if I was a boy or if I was a girl or if I was not non-binary like um how how would you act and and stuff stuff like that so I have um there are some people in my life who it's like someone I knows you know acquaintance like it's but it's somebody who's 
daughter asked for a binder mm-hmm. and what this girl is something like 14 or something and there's a lot of pushback by like you're only 14 you know how can you know and also an idea of like it could just be and I'm putting this in quotes it could just be a phase and not wanting to do something that is potentially irreversible what can you talk a little bit about the certainty at which you came through your transition that like, was there a point that you're like, like, I feel female, but it quote could be a phase or it could just be because I'm gay or, you know, like, can you talk about just the certainty? And then as you started your medical transition, right, your physical transition, um, was there any kind of points that you were nervous or, or, or did you, were you just sure? Um, yeah. So I, when I was thinking, thinking, thinking about being a girl, um, I thought a lot about it cause I didn't know, like, if this is what I really want, 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 or if like, I wa- uh, wa- uh, 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 a girl, so I I I thought about it for a few a few months, um, and then I just fi- finally came to the conclusion that yeah, I'm 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 a girl, um, and yeah, that's that's when I can't 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 out. So when you made that conclusion, it was like, it felt mm-hmm. right, right? Like y- there was no uncertainty anymore. Right. You're like, as soon as you were able to say mm-hmm. it, I mean, what kind of advice would you give someone, you know, who's, who's asking for a binder mm-hmm. and, and her, you know, her family might be pushing back or concerned, like what, how can we get people from this whole, like, it's a phase thing to your point when you were three or four you probably had, you had a sense mm-hmm. that your body didn't align with who you were. Right. So how, how can we get, I mean, this is asking a lot for a 16 year old. So <laughs> trust me, you could be like, well, I don't, I don't know. Why are you asking I'm not, me? Yeah, I'm not making the rules. Um, but, but like, how can we get people past this? Like, it's just a phase or, you know, you're too young. Um, what kind of things should we be talking about? Um, yeah, I would just say, let your kids experiment. If they want to get a binder, get get, get it for for them. And then if they decide, I don't really want want, want that, then you should be fine fine with with that. Let them make make up their mind about who they want, want, want to be. So I was... On that note, I think it's interesting when people push back against what they perceive to be a phase by saying it's just a phase. Mm-hmm. Because if it's a phase, it's a phase. Right. Like, fine. Being, teenage- go through yeah. it. being yeah. a teenager is a phase. Like, that, mm-hmm. I don't know. Being a new mom is a phase. All of these things are phases. Right. That doesn't mean we don't, that we can skip ahead or that we deny the process, right? Mm-hmm. That the process of, the process of being comfortable and being a mom or a parent 
to be inclusive, being a parent, is that you have to go through hitting the side rails, the guardrails, right. and be like, oh, that didn't work out, that didn't work out. I think it's the same thing in any identity, gender or sexuality or anything. The process of trying things, experimenting, figuring out if they feel right or not so right, or, you know, oh, maybe the binder's right. Oh, maybe the binder's not right. Maybe, you know, that's how, how can you figure it out if you don't try things? Right. Um, and so fascinating why people are afraid of trying things during a phase if it's only a phase. Mm-hmm. It's a phase, you'll grow, you know, the kid will grow yeah. out of it. What's the big deal? Mm-hmm. Just like a lot of kids, a lot of people I know were goths. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in high school and college, and they grow out of it. Uh-huh. It's a phase. Yeah. I had, I had one eyebrow. <laughs> I had one eyebrow for a very long time and I grew out of that mm-hmm. finally when someone goes, you need two eyebrows. And then I figured that out. <laughs> that's just, that's uh, just bad genetics on our part. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We yeah. look, so I look exactly like my mom, exactly, but she has two eyebrows <laughs> and I have to make mine into two eyebrows. But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I, I think the miss under miss whatever you want, misunderstanding or where people who are saying like, it's just a phase, how they're missing is by forcing someone to not go through something that might just be a phase. You're not, you're not having them not go through that phase. You're, you're forcing them to do it in silence and in misery and in secret. Yeah. And in secret, right? Like in ways that are unsafe. Yeah. So we couldn't date Violet, like Shailsha and I couldn't date and, and our little siblings were not supposed to date until, I don't know, we got married. Like in our culture, it was like, you don't date, you don't date. It's all about education. And then um, uh, when you're like 25, your parents are like, why aren't you married yet? Like, well, you didn't give me a chance to, to like meet anybody. But it's not that I didn't date. I just lied to my parents, right? right? Like I didn't, and I did some things that pro- like, I wasn't into drugs or drinking or anything when I was in high school, but I would say, oh, I'm going out with my friends when I was really going out with this boy, mm-hmm. right, to a movie. And I'm like that, I was putting myself in dangerous situations, right? but it's because I couldn't be honest with mm-hmm. my parents or I didn't feel like I could be honest. So, I mean, you're just forcing people to go to do something secretly or to sw- like to just hide who they are and then they're miserable. Right. And this is where we get these high levels of like suicide and mental health in the LGBT community mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. people are just like putting blinders on. Well, yeah. to deny, to deny who you are, it's an internal death. Mm-hmm. And if you do that long enough, it feels like there's no point in living. Right. Okay. That was really heavy. <laughs> we made it heavy. Shayla, she and I made it heavy. <laughs> the, simpli- the simplicity of your advice though, Violet, I think is is important like we then maybe adults are making this too fucking difficult and we need to listen to these strong independent supported 16 year olds like violet and be like let your kids experiment well that's not that hard Right. right right like that's not that hard and it's not bad so like maybe we need to just you know i was listening to um russell brand on a podcast and he was like you know, I think we just need to go back to like Sesame Street ethics. What are Sesame Street ethics? They are like, be kind mm-hmm. and share and accept people for who they are. And you know, things like that, yeah. like really simple things that we were taught when we were 
watching Sesame Street. Yeah. And I think maybe adults just, we just muck it up and we, you know, complicate things. Mm -hmm. The other thing that's really interesting, um, and this is so important for parents to understand, um, is that when we were kids, we had our own way of pushing progress forward. And our parents didn't understand what we were doing either. They didn't, you know, I know that my parents, even despite the fact that they were immigrants, didn't understand some of the things I was rabble rousing about or things I really cared deeply about, um, things that mattered to me. I mean, they, under, they were like, oh, I understand it matters to you, but they didn't understand why it was, why it was such a progressive issue, right? And it's, I feel like it's the same with parents now of, you know, who are Gen Xers and, and older millennials and now thinking about their kids doing, pushing the envelope, being more progressive than we were. Um, and, and asking that question, I don't, un why is this important? I don't understand. Um, you know, and I remember telling parents, like, you don't have to understand it, you just have to accept it, right? Yeah. And I think that's also the lesson for adults now, which is like, you don't have to understand it. You just have to accept it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, you know, it's good for your kids to be safe. Like, yeah, okay, you can't experiment with drugs. Right. Um, <laughs> but to experiment with clothes and makeup and hair and dressing, you know, like wearing a binder or not wearing a binder, or, you know, I don't, people use dildos to uh, mimic, like what if, like what it's like to have a penis or replicate the feeling of having a penis and pants um, before they, you know, decide to move further on down the line. But like, so what? It's not permanent. Yeah. It's like, you know, you've got pink and green hair. It's not permanent. Yeah. Yeah. What's the big deal? Well, yeah. and I feel like also like the first, when people think of transgender, I think the first thing they think about, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, um, Violet, but um, the first thing they think is like, well, do you have a penis or no? Mm -hmm. Like, what were you born with? And now what do you have right. now? My, it, no matter what you think, like what people, what I hear, or what I see, that trans person has gone through a mental journey before they came to a physical one. Right. So even if like a 12, like the, a 12 year old or a 17 year old's first thought is not going to be gender realignment surgery, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like, there are so many steps mm -hmm. that are going through that transition and there's like ebbs and flows probably and fits and starts where, you know, like you said, like you thought about it a lot mm -hmm. for months before, before you even talked to your parents. And that was probably months before you started any medical transition. Right. So it's like, just because we think gender in general is so much more than like, do you have a penis or not? Right. right. Yeah. Because there are a lot of, I mean, there are a lot of trans people who choose to only do hormones mm -hmm. or to do like part of a realignment and not go, you know, complete like a hundred percent of the realignment. So yeah. just as we're talking about gender being fluid, so it can transitions mm -hmm. be fluid, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had another question, but it's gone in my head. Um, so let's uh, while well, she's thinking what is your favorite like subject in school like you're 16 let's talk about 16 year old stuff what what do you do in school like 
what kind of extracurriculars are you in? Um, yeah, so my fa- favorite su- uh, object is art, just any sort of art stuff. Um, and we don't really have any extracurricular stuff at our school. Um, so I don't. I don't do stuff, stuff like that. Are you um, like doing any kind of like community theater or like, are you, are you using your makeup skills besides just slaying on Instagram? Are you doing <laughs> like, are you able to apply some of those makeup skills? Um, not really. Um, I, well, the pandemic too. Yeah. Now, so. Um, before the pan- pan- pandemic, um, our school would host a haunted ha- ha- house. Um, so I I did makeup and stuff for for that. Um, and yeah, um, also before the pandemic, I was in a musical. So I helped help some 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 of the casts with with makeup and stuff. So were you behind the scenes or were you on stage? I was on on stage. So yeah, the play was Willy Wonka. Um, oh, so fun! Yeah, and I was one of the grand grand grandmas of one, one oh, of Char- okay. Charlie's oh, grandmas yeah so in the in the yeah. so you got to be in bed for the entire time you're on stage yeah. sign me up <laughs> oh, now I remember my question because we you know we talked before a couple times about you coming out as gay first and then coming out as transgender so forgive me if this is offensive or in any way inappropriate okay. you could just be like no <laughs> But please say no and then tell us why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can, we need to educate other people, right? Yeah. Like I, a lot of people don't know. And one of the things we want to do is amplify your voice to teach people how to be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did your sexual orientation or sexual attraction change when you went from a boy to a girl? So did you, did that change your attraction to boys? when you became transgender? That's a really weird question, right? But yeah. you know where I'm going uh-huh. with this. Yeah. And secondly, are you dating anyone? That's the other <laughs> question. <laughs> it's related to this. <laughs> and tell us about him. Yeah. Or her. Yeah. Or yeah. them. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so not really. Um, I don't, like, now I don't really know what my se- sexual orientation is. I know that I'm more straight, but I still don't don't really know. I don't know. <laughs> um, and So coming out as gay was more that step right, uh-huh. to, to becoming trans versus really being about your sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although it sounds like that's still a process for you mm-hmm. that you're you're still bumping up against those guardrails to figure out where where is your lane what does mm-hmm. make sense for you yeah. um that's also very complicated i mean mm-hmm. gender is complicated and sexuality is complicated and i think you know like you'd said about experimenting mm-hmm. that those are the kind of things that you cannot figure out most of the mm-hmm. time until you've done some experimentation mm-hmm. and said yeah, that's for me. That's not for me. Right. Yeah. Um, so that said, 
are you dating anyone? If you don't want to say, you don't have to say that. <laughs> or we'll, we'll edit it out. Yeah. Um, no, I, I am not. Um, do people even date anymore? I mean, uh huh. Yeah. Okay. All they right. do. Okay. <laughs> they go steady. I don't know, but there is, you know, I, like Kosha told you, I have an almost 14 year old kid and I'm so thankful that they still like to tell me things and talk to me about things. And most of the time they talk to me about gaming stuff. And I'm just like, I, as long as you understand that I don't really understand what you're talking about yeah. when you throw these acronyms at me, but I will listen all mm-hmm. day and night. Um, but oh, there's stuff there's- where when Isha says something, I just turn to them and I'm like, I'm an old person. I don't understand <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> and so, uh, but along with that, you know, they've been telling me about how people don't really date at least where where we are they don't really date there's a lot of like hang out in groups and maybe you know it's it's actually gotten far less physic physically like the need to have a girlfriend boyfriend partner has gotten a lot less and people are much more comfortable just hanging out in groups with friends they're often mixed genders sexuality like there's not this like these these two people go together and that's it mm-hmm. yeah so you, are you finding that as well too, mm-hmm. that sort of the dating thing has sort of really dissipated and that people are really forming these like little pods of close people that they're just kind of going everywhere with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what did, how did that affect your comfort, com- comfortableness? Comfort level. Comfort level with, <laughs> with coming out. I mean, I think when you've got a group of, of very close friends who you feel like I can share anything with them, did that sort of make it easier for you? Um, yeah, uh, I came came out to a few friends first um, when when I was gay or when I came out as gay. Um, I came out as to a few friends first um, just to break the ice and you know feel more comfortable. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, and then um, with my second one, um, I I came out to my parents first, but then I told Chloe's friends and. Um, can I talk? Like, if we're gonna, if again, you could tell me why mm-hmm. this is or offensive, but really, I just wanted to ask. Um, I I have heard that talking about or asking about uh, someone who's trans talking, asking about their dead name is like super offensive. So I don't want to ask you anything that's going to be offensive, but can you talk about why that is offensive? Because I think people, you know, one of the things that, for example, Caitlyn Jenner, Mm -hmm. right. And be like, but when she won the Olympics, right? She was Bruce. So why can't we talk about that being Bruce? And I don't have an answer. I do know that it's offensive. So I'm like, it's offensive. Mm -hmm. Stop offending people. I don't care. (laughs) Again, if you don't understand, it doesn't matter. Just stop offending people. But right. You know, like you don't have to understand, just be nice. Um, But can you talk a little bit about why it is offensive? So we can educate people on like, fine, here, if you have to know why, here's the why. Yeah. Um, I don't really know, but I'll do like my, my best. Um, so. Or from your experience, yeah, uh-huh. right? 
Um, so my dad, uh, da- uh, 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 name, I don't, I just don't really like when people say, say, say it or mm-hmm. um, like, yeah. Um, and so I think why it's uh, 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 offensive is that um, you've changed who you are. You've changed your your uh, uh, name. Um, and I feel like it's it's like if so- someone changed their name for for uh, uh, fun, um, you still wouldn't call that per- person by their old name. You would call uh, call them by their new uh, new uh, 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 name, and you would if you knew that per- uh, per- uh, person, you would still refer to them in the past, like what they did in the past with their old old name with their new uh, new uh, uh, name. Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah. Well, and also, like, think about something as simple and that's all around us, like married people. Right. You know, it's it, that I, I go back to that when people are like, but I knew her as Bruce. And I'm like, but you knew me as Baxi before. And calling a married woman by her new name, you might get it wrong a couple of times, mm-hmm. right? Be like, Kosha Baxi. Oh, I mean, Karsten's, of course, you got married. Mm-hmm. But you don't, but no one, then you're not like, but I knew you for years as that right. thing. It just is. It's just this accepted thing mm-hmm. that you're like, you change your name because of this societal norm. Right. And so what we have to do is make, you know, your, your transition name, a societal mm-hmm. norm, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I get that. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. Thank you for answering yeah. honestly. And, and I, I don't ever, you know, I would never ask someone like, well, what is it? Mm-hmm. This and that, but like, it's good to know the why. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? I'm not sure I have any other questions that come to mind think if you do you have any other final thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners in terms of your journey or what they can do to be supportive of someone who is wrestling with these issues or someone who's come out or even if they hear something and they're like oh that's so not cool um yeah I don't I don't really know if I have any like fine fine no thoughts but um uh, 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 uh again just let pe- people uh, 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 experience experiments do what they want to do with their se- uh, sexuality and uh, or, 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 or orientation and all, all, all that and stuff um just let them figure it out and if they come for you for help just you know, try and how oh, how oh, 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 them as best you can. So, who did you when you were? Did you go to anyone for help when you were when you were grappling when you were thinking through it? Did you go to a certain resource or a certain place for help before you officially came out? Um, I don't think so. Um, mm-hmm. I think I just relied on on myself and I relied on me to figure out all all of the in this stuff because at that time I didn't didn't really know like trans people um and so yeah I I did didn't really know who to talk talk uh, to so um so what do you want to do now i mean we've talked about where you came Mm -hmm. from right we've talked about your transition and where you are now uh what does what does the future look for violet 
when when you think about like what I mean not like as a senior in high it's like I have to get through math but like what do you think <laughs> does you know like what are your aspirations now that you are living your true self um yeah I which I'm not even sure I'm doing <laughs> I'm not even sure I'm living my true self right now so that's a that's a huge question to ask of a a person who's still figuring out what they want to do with I think but saying like someone who's living their true self I want to be clear that that is that in and of itself is aspirational mm. right to say like to live your true self I'm like am I doing that <laughs> like I love my life but like there are definitely things where I you know I go somewhere and I have to not be so loud right. or you know like don't say that thing or don't look over there and um so yeah I mean I mean even just like career-wise or or like do you want to stay in Colorado do you do you have any kind of like this is what I want to do yeah um my one thing that I like really want to do and like my main thing is me me I want to see where that takes me because um I love do, doing just make, makeup by myself on myself, but you know it. It would be cool in the future to like do movie set makeup or. Um, I mean, honestly, <laughs> if you look at the Instagram, like you already look like it's professional work. Thank you. So. I think that might be in your future. <laughs> I would love to see you on one of these makeup competition shows. Yeah. Oh like face off or glow up or mm -hmm. something like that. There's the sci-fi one that they do like the alien makeup and stuff like that. That's like stage mm -hmm. makeup or like big, you know. So um, first of all, when you come to Chicago, you're doing my makeup. <laughs> Makeup, okay and we're gonna and I love like the eyelashes and everything. <laughs> thank you uh I don't care what it so one of the things I do want to draw people's attention to is during pride month which we are in mm -hmm. right now um and you will what day is today we're gonna air this it'll be right after pride okay. month is over but we're, we're just gonna count it you have decided to do your makeup rendition of mm -hmm all the pride flags yeah. all the oh flags. i'm so excited about this <laughs> it's oh it's so Thank amazing you. and so and then i i don't know half of these flags right. mm -hmm. like the poly flag i had no yeah. idea and even i gave uh some i gave glasses to sunglasses to isha and i was like oh isn't that that's the uh non-binary flag and she's like no that's a trans flag and i was like oh i'm sorry <laughs> ah and she goes that's okay it's like under the same you know, guys or umbrella. So, um, what inspired you to, and first of all, because it's not like you're not doing stripes, yeah, right? Like mm -hmm. they're all inspired by these flags. Where did you get this idea? And then like, do these, do these things just come to you or can you talk about yeah. that? Cause I think it's like, like we talked about, again, we talked about the passive. This is so awesome. What you. you're doing right now. So talk about like, cause if we can't, you know, we're not going to dig into your past anymore. Uh, let's get you out there and be talking about you as a makeup artist because it's holy shit. So, so how did you even come up with this idea? Um, so I knew that I wa wa wanted to do something, something, something for, for pride and make, 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 up. Um, and I had been re really get, getting into my fa fa face paint looks and all, all of the like, 
turn, turn, turning my e, 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 e self and all these di different cre cre e, e, creatures and, and things that I that would come up with. And uh, I just thought that it would be fun to take some 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 of the pride flags and um, use the colors as an inspiration. Um, so yeah, I I kind kind of came up with with all with all that stuff. So that's amazing. Thank you. That's really amazing. amazing. Thanks. First of all, I think it's very important to recognize that there are so many flags right. and that just the rainbow flag, it's important, mm -hmm. you know, and it is an umbrella, but when you give something a name, mm -hmm. right, that's like the uh, Harry Potter thing. When you give it a name, you put importance right. on it. So to be able to say like, this is the, you know, binary, mm -hmm. non-binary, mm -hmm. the binary flag is just There's the no American yeah. flag. Why would you have flag. a binary flag? You know, it's like <laughs> just, it's just normal flags, mm -hmm. but like you have a non-binary and you have a, a poly mm -hmm. or, or yeah. a pansexual, like there's so many different right. ones. And I think I love the fact that you're, you're using your skills yeah. to, to do, you know, and that's something that we talked about, you know, on a, a recent episode where this one girl or our guest, her name was Anne. She was like, well, I go marching. Like she'll go to protests and she goes to marches with signs. And she she is like, I don't like those. I will donate money to organizations that I care about. And she works in nonprofits. And I'm like, this podcast is, is my way of activism right. and challenging, you know, the hegemony. So the fact that you have found yeah. your sliver of activism at such a young age and are sorry, <laughs> so good at it is, is really inspiring. And so if we could do anything is to use this to inspire generation, like future gen, first of all, to inspire adults to be like, what did she say? Like, you don't have to understand mm -hmm. it. Just stop offending people. Right. And, yeah. and also like, I mean, I, I am excited for Isha to hear this, this episode mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because she's only there. They're, they're only a couple of years under you behind mm -hmm. you, but you know, to have a support system like look at how far you can right. go mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah. you don't have to do it alone yeah yeah I agree and I think it's I would love for people who listen to this podcast to find either as a parent as an ally as a teacher or as you know someone who's struggling with their own identities um because I think you know, as Koshi just mentioned, I didn't realize there were so many flags. Mm -hmm. We tend to we tend to think that there's almost a one to one correlation, right? Right? Oh, you're you're gay, so mm -hmm. you're either straight or gay, yeah, or you're transgender and gay, or you're transgender and straight. But it's like it's not a it, it's it's a total mesh. It's a mm -hmm. you know it's a web. Yeah, it's a web that you know some people who are, are are gender fluid or have one sexual orientation and they're primary you know mm -hmm. they're like 100% like I'm all into guys right. but my gender is all over the place mm -hmm. sometimes it's flies back and forth and sometimes it's up and down and sometimes it's nowhere and sometimes it's right. everywhere right mm -hmm. um 
And so just how, how easy it is for us to try and put the world into little boxes mm -hmm. because it's, of course, it's easier for understand little boxes mm -hmm. as opposed to like a whole big mess of everything. Right. But the world really is a whole big mess of mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. Um, and, and the more we try and box it, the harder it gets for all of us. Right. Woo. You have blown us away. Thank you so friend. much. To be, and I don't want to keep harping on the fact that, like you're so young, you're so young, <laughs> but like you're 16. So I remember being 16 and being like, I'm not fucking young. Right. Like I'm 16. <laughs> a, well, and I, you know, what's funny is if you watch The Little Mermaid, which is as you get older, you realize that that movie is like problematic, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but like yeah, the song kiss the girl is not that, that not is kind of creepy, but, um, she says in, in the movie, she's like, you can't treat me like a child anymore. I'm 16. Mm. And now that I'm a parent, I'm like, you're 16, go put on a shirt. Like, <laughs> you know, like listen to your dad. Um, but, but I would also say the flip side of that is as we are talking about adults trusting their young people to experiment mm -hmm. and do it in safe ways that King Triton's absolutism around do not go near the surface mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. the exact thing that pushed her to be unsafe. Yeah. And do it in secret. Mm -hmm. Is Little Mermaid an allegory for our lives, you guys? <laughs> Let's not go that far. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. But I think, you know, to use that story as just ex as an example, or you know, mm -hmm. since we're talking about it, right? How different might it have been for you, Violet, had you not had parents who were supportive, right. or didn't have a community that was like, "Well, oh, it's fine," mm -hmm. right? Did, weren't in a school where that was accepting, um, and there were that there was that there was the population of LGBTQA plus people was so high that you didn't have to worry for your safety or where you went to the bathroom and such mm -hmm. to imagine that world compared to the world you're in now is, I mean, I want all of our listeners to think about what Violet's life could be like mm -hmm. versus where Violet is now Yeah, that Violet's able, she's able to bring her skills, her talent, her passion to do amazing art. We talked about this a little bit in the last season, which is if someone can't be who they really are, not only do are they pushed into doing something that's not good for them mentally, physically, emotionally, but then the world loses a talent yeah. that that person could have been, mm -hmm. that they bring their skills to making the world a better place. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about, we talk about, you know, a lot of people in our generation, in, like Indian Americans first generation from immigrants, we talk a lot about, um, you know, a lot of people were forced into like medical school or engineering school and they, and they wanted to be a musician or they wanted to be an artist or something. So now you have a world in which you have a doctor that is miserable being a doctor. So probably not a very good right. one. And the world is missing art or music mm -hmm. or a baker or whatever else, it, you know, that person could have been a salesperson, whatever, yeah. whatever it could be. Um, so, you know, I think what is astounding to me in this, in this conversation with you, Violet, is what your life could have been. And I don't want to dwell on that for too long, but also like, 
what what our lives could be right right like you are so, you and your family are such an awesome ex- and like I'm sure that your parents drive you crazy <laughs> and you know you get in arguments and you have stuff like like they're paying the ass for you know certain things but that like you're such a great example of what people should be able to do if they have support right. I do feel, I feel like we're talking a lot and I don't want you <laughs> oh, no. to feel like we're talking over you. Or like we trying just, to, yeah, trying to tell you what's going like, on. Yeah. Right. Or like, let's talk this about it. This is really a forum like, for you to tell yeah. your story or what you want to share. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, you don't have to share anything you don't want to share. I told you, I'm like, you're the person that the world needs, but not deserves. Like you're a the transgender Batman, which would, would be an awesome comic book and that you could do the makeup. For. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. I'm totally on that. Wouldn't that be so yeah. good? That would be, I would love to see your version of transgender superheroes. Uh-huh. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so talking about putting things in boxes, when you go like, um, so Thor is a make-believe guy, right? Mm-hmm. right? Like he's not real people. And um, they killed off the, ma- in the comic books, they killed, are you into comic books? Uh, some, yeah. Okay, so they killed off the male Thor mm. and he was reincarnated as a female Thor. Okay. And of course, people went nuts. Mm-hmm. Like, Thor is a man. Right. Yeah. No, Thor is a fictional character. Yeah. Right. Or like when Hermione Granger was cast in the stage play as a black woman. Or uh, Ariel in The Little mm-hmm. Mermaid in the live action. No, Ariel has red hair. Yeah. I'm like, she doesn't exist, mm-hmm. right? Like, she can exist in any color or any facet right. that we want. So um, that, I mean, okay, so I went, so you doing like a Marvel series. So we're, after you're done with Pride Month, Trilogy and I are just going to tell you what to do. <laughs> uh, Marvel series, a DC series. Okay. She already did the, she already did the Avatar mm-hmm. series. It's gotta be like a Hermione or like a Harry Potter thing somewhere. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah. Just come to us for okay, ideas. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so what's okay? So to to just get get slightly back on track and ask <laughs> questions, not tell you things. Um, what so what's in the near horizon for you? So I assume you get, you're going to finish high school. Mm-hmm. And what are your plans post high school? Have you thought about it at all? Are you like I'm going to do gap year? Let a lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I know I'm not going to go straight into college, um, and yeah, I think I'm just going to see what ha- happens and where 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 I go with me, 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 me cup. Um, and I do have a lot more creative outlets like I love draw, drawing and pottery so you know oh, I, pottery. I could see where those take too if makeup doesn't um or you just are like I'm kind of tired of doing makeup right, right for a month mm-hmm. I'll take a gap year on makeup yeah. you know and do pottery or drawing or something mm-hmm. a gap year on makeup <laughs> <laughs> We never had the option of a gap year. Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't know that's... what you do for gap years. So I'm really, I'm, cause I was talking to your dad and I was to set up um, his appointment and I was like, oh my God, her makeup, her makeup is so amazing. And he said, um, 
yeah, I can't believe like what she's able to do with this art form that then, I mean, almost immediately gets quote destroyed. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about like the, the fact that like your makeup looks um, are so temporary? Yeah, um, I don't really like that um, because there there are some looks that I do that I just love and I don't I don't want to take take cough, um, and then there are some some looks that I don't don't like and so then I like that I I can just take them off and you know they they can just Start yeah uh huh, um, but yeah it's it's a uh, I, I, I don't like that they they can just last for a, a, a few minutes. And, you know, you could put it on, like, the second you get up and take it off the next day. <laughs> yeah, right. But at some point, it's going to get ruined. Yeah. At some point, you're going to have to take it off. Otherwise, you will literally, smudged. like, suffocate through your face, right? Um, I, think, I think you can count, like, two more people in your community in your support system because I think you can never have enough right, right support for just I mean it doesn't have to be sexual like sexuality or gender or just like career wise mm-hmm. and things like that and the world runs with networking and um just if you ever need anything um let us know awesome. I, my friends my friends know they call <laughs> me the finder yes this is very true are you already looking for jobs in Colorado for Violet? Well, I've already thought about three people wow. that I know who are part of the film industry. Oh, wow. So um, I'm already like, who can we talk? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. All my friends call me the finder because as soon as someone says like, I'm thinking about this thing, I'm like, oh, here's like 10 opportunities. Uh, 10. My sister was like, I'm looking, not this one. The other one was like, I'm looking for a car. And I was like, here's 20 cars. It- <laughs> Yeah, like don't hesitate to reach out awesome. to either of us if we can. Yeah. Like if you're like, hey, I'm looking for an opportunity or I'd like to, you know, talk to you about this or that. Yeah. Or do you know someone? Um, because if I always think if I don't know someone, I know someone who knows yeah, someone. Yeah, exactly. Do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Introvert. Mm-hmm. Introvert? And do you think that that is, you've always been like that, even as a kid? No. Mm-hmm. Or do you think you've, oh, yeah. really? So you were more extroverted when you mm-hmm. were a kid? I was, I was, I'm an introvert. Like I love talking, but I love talking to like two people, mm-hmm. you know, just like, I want to control my right. like sample size. Uh, and I need my alone time and stuff, but I was even more introverted when I was, Yeah. but I'm also like 41. And so I'm like, I have to talk right. to people and I'm in sales. So I'm like, I have to talk to people and stuff. Um, okay. So one of the things that we do when we wrap up is we talk about, there's a, um, a word in linguistics called familect and it means the language that you use within a family that only Mm. like your family would understand. Mm -hmm. Right. So we used it last season about really like the cultural words that, you know, we say from India that like have now gotten morphed. Um, but Loving the fact that you and your parents and your family are so close. Um, do you have any words that you guys use? Like we say, you know, I call everything like McGee. I, everything in the world is like, can you get me, you know, the forks McGee or whatever? Like e- everything is McGee. Look at she'll just <laughs> like, it's not funny. Um, or I'll make a song about anything. 
So that's like our family in our family. Do you guys have anything that you share, either the three of you or even like with your grandparents or anything that are words that outside of your home, people would be like, what the hell is that thing? Um, this is, might sound weird, but it always, they always, always do, weird. but they are amazing. <laughs> um, me and my dad have like made up these like two K or K Richters that get like oh over dramatic, um, and we both use them like with each other, but interchangeably. Yeah. So is it like you're one and he's one, or you guys can be both? Um. Yeah. They're they're like the same K character, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, we we just do do that all, all, all the time. Like if a fork drops on, on the ground, we'll like start screaming, screaming, because. I got you. So yeah. So like my kid, uh, what one of the things that similarly that they and I have play acted is I'll be like, Ishikman, I need you to put your sink in the the you know put your dish mm-hmm. in the sink and Isha will go oh my god mom you just don't understand me like just like clearly like pulling the teenage card and, like ah, you don't understand my life like <laughs> like and it's funny it, yeah it's a way to break the tension but it's also like this little mm-hmm. play act between exactly. the two of us that if someone from the outside was like whoa what's the matter with them and I'm Isha, like relax yeah. with them. it's just we're doing uh, it we're doing purpose. a thing there's a thing well and i like i i do similar things and they're always weird mm-hmm. and the thing that um like for example i will if i like bonk my toe i will be like oh my god and i will like fall to my knees <laughs> and i'll like lay down and then now anushka or my daughter batsy we call her batsy after batgirl and uh my husband brian they'll look at each other and they'll just go mama's down and then they'll walk away. They'll walk away. Yeah. They won't even like look at me or they'll be like, mama's down. Or what did I, the other day I was taking laundry out and there's so much laundry. There's just, so, I'm like, how do three people? And I was like, there's so much laundry. And then I started screaming, look at it, look at it. And I just, just did it. And then my husband, always, he's super like low key chill. He walked by and he's like, played the narrator. He's like, and then she went crazy. The last thing they heard her yell was, look at it. <laughs> That's like that kind of play back and forth. Uh-huh. But I love that. Does your And does your mom, what does your mom do? Like roll her eyes? Does she play along? Um, yeah, she she roll, rolls her, her, her eyes. And so, sometimes we try to uh, uh, annoy her. So then yeah, <laughs> she'll, she'll get angry and stuff. So. See, that kind of parent your mom's your mom plays yeah. the straight person. Yeah, right. Your mom's a mom's uh-huh. a straight, straight man, right? But I don't mean like the straight <laughs> person. I mean like you know the 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 heavy, I guess. But I'm like so that so there are certain child parent norms that are just universal, which is one of the parents going like, oh Lord, and the child trying to annoy the parent. Uh-huh. That's universal. <laughs> That's yeah. good to know. That's good to yeah. know. Yeah. That never changes. Well, thank you, Violet, for your time and your honesty yeah. and your optimism. Well, and that's here. But I would say yeah. beyond this mm-hmm. podcast, Kosha and I both agree that 
we're so grateful for your Thank bravery you. and and your the conviction to live your mm -hmm. truth that if more people live their truth the world would be yeah. a better place and, and i yeah. want all of our listeners to know that like you are an ex a shining example and not to put you on a pedestal uh, your parents could probably tell some really interesting stories um, about she never puts her dishes <laughs> away right um, but that the 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 courage to be able to live your truth when you're so sure about so many unsure about so many other things is really amazing and then more people could do that the world really would yeah. be a better place yes and also if anyone takes anything away from this podcast I hope it is well two things a go to her friggin' Instagram and look at her friggin' makeup looks. And yes. I, I'm saying that with a L-E-W-K. That's not cool, is it? Isha's going to be so disappointed that I said that. Isha's always disappointed in that's us. True. Oh. That's true. That's true. That's true. But also, um, you know, the fact that the thing that hit me so hard was the simplicity of your, your message is let's and can, we're going to roll out. Can you say it again? What is the advice? I want you to say it again. Yeah. <laughs> I want Violet to be speaking and then we'll say goodbye. What um, is the advice that you give to people? Um, Just uh, experiment, experiment. Just try also sorts of things and some things might click and some things won't. And um, yeah, just try, try new, new ooh, 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 things. So, so simple and so beautiful. Thank you so much, Violet.